Let's go straight to the phone lines to welcome welcome in the Slay Dog, Ron Slay, 2003 SEC Player of the Year. Mr. Renaissance Man does a little radio, a little TV, can still shoot the three. And I'm, I'm told, Ron, that you still got it, brother. You can still throw the ball off the background, backboard, grab it, and slam it home. Is that true? That is very true. The last time I did a Ramon Foster, was film, he was filming, and he is a witness to it. So next time you guys talk to him, you ask him, and if he says anything else, I'm clotheslining him. So I'm just throwing that out there. All right. Well, we might have to get him on the show to ver- <laughs> verify that. Slide. Hey, listen, man, we appreciate you appreciate you joining us. So Tennessee's um, opponent just announced, and they're pairing. They play Oregon State, a team that really had a tough season, Ron, and came on late, won the Pac-12 tournament championship. The ball's a five seed. Oregon State, a 12 seed. The other side of that bracket is Oklahoma State, the fourth seed, playing liberal. Let me ask you first. What do you see in this Tennessee basketball team now as they go into the tournament? Not only the way they played yesterday, but the way they played the last week or so. Do you think this is a team that is made for a deep run? And to make a deep run, what do they need to do? Yeah, I think this is a team that can make a deep run. You know, looking at it, if, um, at the, the Sunday game where they played Florida, and then you come back and you play in the SEC tournament, you get a win, you lose Fulkerson, um, you rally um, and then you look at it, so aside Jordan James doesn't get in foul trouble, I think they have a great opportunity to beat Alabama. So you take them to the brink, you know, and uh, don't get all the way over the hump. But I do think, you know, the offensive punch, which would be needed, will come from Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer. You get those two guys rolling, everybody else buying into what we're going to do, and I-, I think this is a Sweet 16 team. Ron, it's Austin. You, you look at this team, obviously without Fulkerson there, and, and I thought, you know, Euro gave them some really quality minutes yesterday, but they they had that small lineup in there at times. How do you feel like that benefits this team maybe because they are, you know, fairly guard-heavy in spots? Yeah, I was on record, man, probably about three weeks ago saying that um, one of the one of the t- things that they needed to do was go small and, you know, have Pons or Fulkerson playing the five and then – you know, let it fall high in May. You know, with Victor Bailey Jr., um, Jaden Springer, Josiah Jordan James, and Keon Johnson right down the perimeter with a big punt uh, with Vescovi coming off the bench and then Fulkerson or whoever didn't start at the five. So I think that small lineup bodes well for these guys. You know, getting good minutes from Euros, and that was, that was encouraging going down the stretch. But that small lineup, if they play as physical as they did these last two games, we saw them play. I think, man, it, the sky is the limit for this thing. But you have to continue to have the physicality, that effort, and that energy, all the things that you can control. You can't control the refs. You can't control the scheme. You can control yourself, and that's part of it. Ron, they just, uh, they're doing the East region right now. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, LSU, who I think is a load, are they're an eight seed. I would not want any part of LSU uh, as a one seed if that's who you have to play in the second round. So that – you know, and, and Austin said this a minute ago, we can, we can sit here all day and talk about seeds. A lot of times it's all about matchups and the yep. draw. Oregon State, a team for Tennessee, as I said earlier, they always shut their, almost had to shut the season down. I think they were shut down for 10 days because of the COVID-19 pause and really struggled, had some bad losses, got hot down the stretch, and then won the Pac-12 tournament championship. So they come in hot. As you look at that, that team potentially, and then Oklahoma State, who has one of the best players in college basketball, who would be potentially Tennessee's second-round matchup. What do you think about the Vols' draw? 
Man, I, you know what? I'm, I'm happy for, for the seeding, you know, with these guys. And like you said, it's about matchup. Oregon State is a hot team, but I think um, Tennessee defensively can get after them. You know, they get back to what they did in the beginning of the year, hanging their hat on the defensive end. And defense travels. Um, I, I think, you know, they will be ready with not been having, having any fans in front of them. So this is a situation that they're used to. They've been playing against all year. So I, I, I think this team is, is ready. Um, now, as far as going to the second round, if they, they get past Oregon State and they have to play Oklahoma State, Kay Cunningham is a handful. And a guy that does not force it but gets his gets his um his impact on the game throughout the game. You know, without things being called for him, he's a guy that can handle the ball, he goes to the board, um, can play off the ball. He's a handful, man. This, I, I love his game. Um, you don't see a guy this mature as a freshman often, but he is that guy. And um really, really enjoy watching him play. I will I, I think that's a a matchup for East Pond <laughs> uh, or Keon. Um, one of them will show up in that game. And in order to beat Oklahoma State, they do have other players, but you got to stop Kate Cunningham. out. Ron, it's Austin again. When, when you look at the fact that this whole thing is being played in Indianapolis, um, how would you equate this to? Because some, some of these kids are used to playing AAU ball. Do you, mm-hmm. does, this, does this almost set up more like an AAU tournament, so to speak, than you know what you would normally have with, you know, being in different parts of the United States. I mean, one weekend you may be in Phoenix, and next weekend you may be someplace totally different. Mm-hmm. I think this is. This is exactly what it is. This is an AAU atmosphere. Um, I think they will do good in it, you know, because it's, it's – I mean, how much pressure is it having to go travel and do all those things, changing hotels and getting on and off of planes? You're right here in one spot. The only thing that, um, that, that I'm a little fearful of is how they're going to do the shoot-around and – um, that contact tracing, man, is that, that can be deadly for a team, man, and as far as wiping the guys out. So hopefully they can stand clear of that with this bubble-type atmosphere. Um, but you never know, man. you got to keep your fingers crossed and pray and hope you, you fight through it. But I think as far as um, the bubble that they got set up, I think these guys thriving at all of these guys. This is, this is that generation type of ball, you know. Um, as far as the win and go home, I don't think they ever seen this. You know, it's a lot of pool play and things like that in AU, but in this right here, this March Madness, this is when or you got to get up out of here. You get out of the bubble. I know uh, John Fulkerson took the high road yesterday um, with what with what happened. As a former player and and such a passionate guy, what were what were, what were what were your emotions and reactions when that happened to him on Friday? My my first reaction was wow. Look at these players. Look at the composure that they have. Nobody did anything. <laughs> like I could, if it was me, especially my freshman or sophomore year, I, somebody <laughs> would have had to come grab me. It would have either been Dale Baker or Vincent Yarbrough. They always came and found me and grabbed me because, like Eves, Eves wanted to react and he held composure. I would have done something dumb. I'm gonna jump out there and say it. I would have did something dumb. Now my junior senior year maybe had a. A little better head on my shoulders, not reacting, but freshman and sophomore year, now you're not doing my teammate like that. They can win this game without me, and they're going to have to because I'm, I'm losing. You're not doing my teammate like that, man. I can understand in the, in, the, in the heat of the game, an accidental elbow or something like that, you throwing an elbow? Listen, listen, Chris, listen, Austin. A full-fledged 20-mile-per-hour clothesline at half court is what he would have called. 
<laughs> pain would have felt the pain for me. And I, I don't, uh, I'm not saying nobody should do that. I'm just saying what I would have done. And would it have been done? Yes. Would I have been cool with it? Most definitely. Well, here's the deal, Ron. I covered you every year you were at Tennessee, and I can't imagine <laughs> you ever doing anything dumb, okay? I just want that, I want that out there for the record. So to, to be the in serious question here, you played, what, 13, 14 years professionally in Europe? Oh, you yep. two, as I said, 2003 SEC Player of the Year. You played at a high, high level, played a lot of basketball. When, when you get hit with a bow like that, and the first one, if you go back and watch the replay, the first one I thought they were just sort of jostling. He did, he did mm-hmm. hit him with a bow, but I don't, I don't think that. I think that was just sort of part of it, you know. The second one, I thought he cocked his elbow and hit him. Should, yeah. should that kid be suspended? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. That first one, that's what I was speaking of. You, you know, that's in, that's, in the, um, that's in the heat of the game. They both trying to box out. He's jockeying for position to get the offensive rebound. Fulky's trying to keep him off, you know, as far as going for the defensive rebound. And Fulky pushed him a little bit. He right. got some retaliation. It's cool. Play on. The referees let it go. But for you to cock back and hit him, nah, that, that, that can't be stood. That can be stood for. So the SEC should act or – um, Mike White, who I believe is a stand-up guy, he should act. Now, I, that's just that's just what I believe, man. You don't let that go. And I, I I would feel the same if it was a teammate of mine. Like, man, you can't do that, man. That's a dirty play, man. Like, anything could have happened. The wrong hit, man. This man is out for for his career. Forgets a couple of games. So yeah, man, you you, you don't let that ride. Coach uh, Coach Barnes going to have his press conference in a little bit. Their latest information, if you heard, Ron, is that. Uh, they don't know for sure on Fulke. Uh, he came back to Knoxville, had a procedure done, is flying back to be with the team. The team's actually driving up to Indianapolis tonight. Uh, they're going to try to fit him with some type of mask or, or shield. But the bottom line is that's a medical decision. They'll wait and see if he can pass tests, protocol for any kind of head injuries. Uh, but he has not. Here's the important thing. He has not been ruled out for this week. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, thoughts and prayers to, to John. And I'm just glad it's not more serious. Because when you right. watch, when you saw him lying there on the full, on the court, I mean, uh, boy, that's that's a vicious, vicious blow to take. Chris, immediately when I was watching it and he hit the ground, I told uh, my my partner that was sitting beside me. I said, "He's done. He's done." Like he his body went limp when that happens. That's some MMA type hit. That's when you see bodies fall like that. And man, that's unfortunate. But at the same time, man, I, I'm like you. I hope I hope he can get out there. But honestly, I can't see it, man, because that is that's a different type of blow. And if he is out there, I don't I don't want him to hurt the team. And I know he doesn't want to hurt the team. But he definitely wants to be out there. But if you physically can't go, that that's, that that could be detrimental to the team. You even jumping out there trying. I think you give more of a lift and, a, and an emotional lift by being at the cheer your team at home. Right. And that's and like I said. That's a, I know Fulky wants to play, tough kid. Mm-hmm. That'll be strictly a medical decision. If he can't, exactly. the doctors decide he can't play. He's not going to play. All right, Ron, we're going to let you participate in the marathon question of the week. We do this every week. Discover how full tank of freedom for marathon will take you wherever you want to go. Marathon fueling the American spirit. All right, Tennessee has won more, at least two games in the NCAA tournament. I think six times in their history. What was the first year? What's the first year that Tennessee won two or more games in the NCAA tournament? 
the first year that Tennessee won two or more games in the NCAA tournament. Um, I'm going to go 79. How about 2000? Austin, Texas. Really? Wow. How about I, that, I Ron? Been a part of that team. You were a part of that team. I'm a part I, of the history. Look at that. That's, and, and you know what? I still think when you look at Tennessee basketball tournament history, that's still to me one of the toughest losses because you guys had a Final Four caliber wow. team, a lot of talent. You had all the pieces. And remember who beat who beat you guys? I tell my son this all the time because he was too young to remember that. You know who yep. beat you guys in that game? Julius North Peppers Carolina. down the stretch. Julius Peppers, yes. That that emotional lift that he gave those guys. I always say, Chris, looking back at that game, if Brandon Haywood never fouls out of that game, we win that game by 10 or more because they were going to keep pumping it into him. C.J. Black did a tremendous job on him. I did a great job on him. Uh, Hathaway did a great job. We had him under wraps, and they were going to keep feeding him. Once he got put out the game, they put Peppers in, him and Chris Lang, and Ed Coda just took off, and, and it, it was over, man. It was over. They just started freelancing. Ed Coda, just exactly the name I thought I was going to hear when I got on the radio tonight. <laughs> Why don't you drop Eric, Mon- Eric Montross? <laughs> Boy, it's hard to believe, Slade. That's been 21 year ago, years ago in the Irwin Center there in Austin, Texas. Wow. But that was a that was a great, talented Tennessee basketball team. Well, man, we're going to get you out of here. Um, and I want to say this: uh, you're writing a book, Ron, and uh, just yeah. on your life, your bat, you know, your your life with basketball off the court. And I know Tennessee fans, all basketball fans, want to see that. But that's something you're working on. And uh, any idea when we might be looking for that? How, how long is what's the timetable? I'm, I'm looking at next spring, man. Next spring, it'll be able to drop. Going to be a great book. Um, it's going to be able to pull the curtain back and see how I was uh, raised, the journey I went through, and all the obstacles I overcame and getting to the University of Tennessee. And then um, once I got to the University of Tennessee, give you a couple of behind-the-scenes things and that, and you know, uh, from the player perspective, and, and show you how I grew, matured as a young man, and walked out of there as the SEC Player of the Year, and then. That'll be at the end of the slate ride, and I, we'll look for part two coming um, when the cheering stops. <laughs> but is, is, the slate ride will be first. Is, is, Jerry, is Jerry Green writing the forward on this book? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, if I can find my guy, I want things to He's sure. on a boat. He's on a boat somewhere. <laughs> right, go ahead and do the Jerry Green. I know you're wanting to. Slay, I got I to gotta get you out of here on this. That Ron right. Ron Slay is a heck of a basketball player. We went to Pearl Con and got him, and he did a lot for our basketball program. Pearl Con. Good Lord. I love him, man. I love it. That was right on. <laughs> Listen, man, we, we enjoyed it, Ron. We got to do this again down the road, okay? Most definitely. Anytime. You guys got my number. Appreciate you guys. All right. That's Ron Slay. The Slay Ride joining us tonight.